The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. How dare you, little jabroni, come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show, SmackDown, and run your mouth about how you're the WWE champion and run your mouth about how you're the game. Well, The Rock says, if you are the game, then quite frankly, you need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! The Rock says, The Rock says, The Rock says, The Rock says. Hello, and welcome to SmackDown Matters. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by... Oh, 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 it's the first of the month, so you know what that means. Rinse, it's dude. me, it's me, it's D-D-B. <laughs> What's up, Miss D? Run me my coin. I thought I had to the fifth, though. That's lies. I want it on the first <laughs> by 11.59 p.m. She's tough, y'all. She's tough. Well, welcome back, Miss Didi Jonay. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. It's so good to be here. Yes, we haven't talked to you since uh, night one of WrestleMania, the historical Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks main event. So what's that, 110 days ago? Yeah, yeah, it's been quite quite a few months ago, but now you're back. So filling in for the gallivanting Miss J to the max out in the world, living her best life. Yeah, out, first of all, she out here in these streets getting food poisoning. Not yeah. to sell her mm-hmm. Not to sell her business, yeah, well, but getting I mean, food poisoning. She told the IG story, so, you know, I guess it's all for everybody to know. I guess it's fine. But then it's like, and here's how I know she's a person after my own heart. And here's how I know she was perfect to be the champ that runs the camp while I was gone. She had food poisoning one day, and the very next day was out drinking champagne. <laughs> it's like, that's right. You're damn right, Jade. That's what you do. So we are thrilled to have Miss Didi Jonay here on her show. You know, I guess she could just come <laughs> in and just sit down and anytime she'd like we'd have to let her damn right we can't it's the Vince her. McMahon of it all you can't keep me out <laughs> speaking of Vince McMahon they're doing some <laughs> they're doing some strange things over here in the WWE because I know me and Mo talk about it on the Rawcast but me and you about to talk about it today because they let Bray Wyatt go yesterday which was Saturday released him came to terms with his release so no more fiend no more bray wyatt Mm. i just i find it very disrespectful how you have him doing his scary berry concept his funhouse concept for some reason add that little girl to it then make her some weirdo version of it and then kick him out while she still has his concept it's disrespectful. And then I saw on Instagram, not Instagram, Twitter, where somebody was talking about how they've given him four different roles. That's not the word they use, but four different um, gimmicks. 
gimmicks and they've all worked but then they just have not capitalized on them and it's like that's true it's never Bray Bray is not the problem per usual Vincent Kennedy McMahon and those he allows to book are the problem so if if dear Bray wants to go and take his biracial butterfly child and Jojo off to the sunset or to AEW that would, I won't be, be- that would be children now JoJo's. Oh, they've had multiple? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there ain't nothing else to do in COVID. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Bray Wyatt no longer a part of the WWE. Um, he had been taking a leave of absence due to um, mental health. He just hadn't gotten over uh, Luke Harper, Brody Lee passing away. So mm-hmm. he was taking some time off and everybody had seen him recently on Instagram. He was in good shape and it was like, oh, he must be coming back soon. But nope. Mm-mm-mm. This is why we can't have nice things, but that's okay. This, He'll pop up somewhere. This lends credence to everybody's thought that they're trying to shave this payroll down so they can sell. Oh. Um... So what happened to all the Saudi Arabia money? Oh, they didn't get it last year because they couldn't go, but they about to get it this year because um, there's a, reportedly going to be a Queen of the Ring tournament, right? Over the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's probably starting right after SummerSlam, I'm guessing. Uh-huh. Through September or the or the middle of September through October. But you know, in October is when they like Halloween that last week in October. Is where mm-hmm. they go usually to Saudi Arabia, and apparently the finals of that match they want to take to Saudi Arabia. Okay, I see that vision. All yes. right, because you know they're trying to um, be a part of the culture change and involve me. Because you know the last time they went two years ago, it was the first time they had women on the card. Yeah, yeah. So they're trying to you know break down barriers and help change their politics a little bit um, as far as women's, women go and, and what they can pursue and things like that so that's their plan I thought it would have been better for them to just make that the October pay-per-view mm-hmm. but cause since we had Hell in a Cell early that's usually in October but they pushed that up um, so I don't know what they're going to do without October pay-per-view now but um yeah, so that should be interesting. Queen of the Ring tournament. So hopefully uh, they employ some more women's wrestlers because they fired half of them uh, in the last year. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah. It's getting, it's getting quite crazy, the amount of people who have gotten released uh, in the last year, year and a half. But we're here to talk about Smackdown, because we have the face who runs the place <laughs> in our midst here. So John Cena, so she comes back, Miss Didi Jonay, just in time for John Cena, her favorite. Let me tell you what happened when John Cena returned. You ready? What happened? My TV stopped working. <laughs> Literally. First, my damn Peacock stopped streaming, and I had to turn it off. And then the very next day, my TV went black. It's still black. John Cena broke my TV. <laughs> I hope you people are happy. 
Um, you need to uh, at him and give him an invoice for a new teeth. I should. I really should. Donald, when I tell you the shit went blackity black, I was like, wow. Wow. <laughs> Uh, your your TV is a heel too, huh? No, my TV is a face. They didn't want to see that bullshit. Cena <laughs> is a heel. So Cena's here to get us going. We look at a recap of last week with Roman Reigns, Cena, and Finn Balor complete with Roman Reigns' missionary position line. John Cena says, if you can find someone who can keep missionary position interesting for two decades, keep them in your life. It's going to be worth it, I promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, just ask Nikki, huh? <laughs> Cena talks about how he isn't going to change anything, and it wouldn't make sense. He says Steve Austin wouldn't come back as Sasquatch Steve Houston, or The Rock wouldn't come back as Too Small Johnson. So John Cena says Roman Reigns has to ch- has to change up his uh, look every two years because if he doesn't, people stop caring about him. Reigns is a guy named Joe who gets by on every gimmick and is too scared to fail. He refused to fight Cena because of how Cena looks, but it's really because of how Cena makes him look. I mean, it's a bar, but also I'm not fighting you because you just got back after four years. Go away again. <laughs> Baron Corbin. You ain't earn nothing. You ain't earn my attention. That's what I was saying. Baron Corbin comes down to the ring, but John Cena doesn't even recognize him. Cena's like, dude, dude, you look and Corbin's like, horrible, I know. Corbin talks <laughs> about everything that has gone wrong with him, and now he has had his identity stolen. On top of that, he has suffered an injury to a very personal area, and he can't perform. He says his wife left, and she took the kids, but maybe Cena can help him. Cena asked the fans if he should help, and Cena hands him some cash. Corbin's like, that's it? Corbin asks for a part in the next Suicide Squad movie, but Cena says it's already wrapped. Cena's like, it comes out next Friday. Make sure you go see it. Corbin begs some more, so Cena gives him the AA. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> Fine. Uh, yeah, Baron Corbin out here down super bad. He looks bad. Like, how did that happen? Like, why did the gray hair not do for him what it does for everybody else? Because <laughs> he's not keeping it trimmed and, and, and quaffed. Oh, he just let wow. it, he just let it just come out and just be you know. Because you know how you'd be like, oh, a beard and a, with a beard, salt and pepper beard, or that not for him. And it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we look at the Usos winning the tag team titles from the Mysterios. Uh, Dominic Mysterio tells Rey Mysterio he's gonna have his back tonight. Rey says, keep an eye on him and another eye on the Usos. And they have to step it up if they want to get their titles back. So, mm-hmm. Ray Mysterio versus Jimmy Uso. Ray tries to 619, but Jimmy catches him in a fireman's carry. That's reversed into a crucifix pin with Dominic pushing on the back of Ray Mysterio with his feet, just like the Usos did to them, adding the assist for the pin and the win with Ray Mysterio over Jimmy Uso. Yes, team scan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, Eddie Guerrero was somewhere applauding that. And that's exactly what I thought of. Eddie would be proud. <laughs> and it's like, how nice for your legacy that every time somebody successfully cheats, they're like, yes, Eddie would approve of this. <laughs> or the uh, the thing where 
they act like they got hit with a bell or they act like they got hit with something where like mm-hmm. you try to do something to them but they stop it and then go down and give it back to you so the referee thinks you did something to them <laughs> yeah that's a that's a classic Eddie Guerrero too uh, Rey Mysterio and Jimmy Uso had a hell of a match this was good I have to take your word for it because my TV went black it was real good I promise <laughs> wish I could have seen it so we, look, <laughs> we look back at Bianca Belair retaining the women's title over Carmella at the Rolling Loud Festival last week. I did see clips of that. It looked like coronavirus. Uh, yeah, because people was talking about, oh my God, I can't believe I caught COVID when I went to Rolling Loud after I came back from Rolling Loud. Like, <laughs> like duh. No way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> it's like 45,000 people out there with no mask on. Listen, Think- when I tell you, I saw a video of like the crowd I was like, gross. Like, I don't even want to be in my office. And you telling me thousands of strangers just out in the... Ooh, no. But hopefully Bianca just stay close to Carmella (laughs) and Megan Thee Stallion and didn't do too much anything else. (laughs) Uh, Bianca Bianca Belair comes out for a promo. Um, yeah, she was looking real good. She had on like these shorts, so like you know, you hardly ever see her without the like you know wrestling gear. But she had on like some shorts and a nice little blouse. So yeah, she was definitely styling on them. She's proud mm-hmm. of her 111 day title reign, and now she is happy to be back in front of all of these people. Belair can't wait to see what the next hundred days have to, and then Carmella comes out to cut her off. Carmella thinks that she should get another title shot because the lighting at Rolling Loud was messed up. Then Selena Vega <laughs> comes out to say Carmella is too pretty to be a three-time loser. Selena Vega gets in Belair's face to say people want to see a rising star get a chance. Belair accepts the challenge, but Carmella jumps it from behind. So they're beating down uh, Bianca Belair, and I'm like, dang, Bianca ain't got no friends? And then <laughs> they still beat her, and I was like, well, dang. So nobody just gonna come save her. And then <laughs> here comes Sasha Banks to come out. She runs out. She makes the save. She gets Carmela and Zelina Vega up off Binky. She picks Binky up and she hugs Binky. And Binky is looking around like, first of all, what you doing here? And second of all, uh, why are you hugging me? Okay. I was like, you better have that healthy skepticism, girl. Yes. <laughs> so um so that was that was awesome. Um the pop for Sasha Banks was huge running out there. It's great. It's great. We gotta give a big shout out to the crowd in Minnesota. Shout out to Miss V. She was in the building. Uh they were good. Minneapolis was a good crowd. The pops were big. They were cheering for the right people and you could audibly hear them. So definitely mm-hmm. give them a, a big shout out for that. Uh we get a video on Reginald winning the twenty four seven title. Reginald mm-hmm. talks about doing whatever he needs to do to re- to retain the title. He's been looking everywhere for someone to come after him. And right when he says that, <laughs> a cameraman comes busting through right behind him. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, he said, it was amazing. He said, I keep my head on a swivel. <laughs> Didn't even turn around. <laughs> Apparently not, sir. So the title is on the line tonight. And while he doesn't know who is challenging him, they should expect the unexpected. 
So we have, it's not Reginald anymore. It's Reggie, because mm. y'all know they love to change people's names. Versus Chad Gable for the twenty four seven title. Well, when it first comes out, it's like Otis and Chad Gable come out, and you think it's Otis, and then Otis gets on the mic and says, no, it isn't me, it's him, referring to Chad Gable. Then he mm. shoulder tackles Reginald down. So Chad Gable starts with the advantage. Gable Tiger suplexes Reggie for a two-count, but Reggie flips out of a German suplex. Gable is then sent into the corner to set up a running, flipping seated senton, drawing Otis in for the DQ. After the match, Reginald is thrown to the outside, but sticks the landing to escape. He did amazing. I was like, what is he there for? And I was like, he is tumbling his ass off, though. Like, you, yes, you better. Yes, that is his skill. He is a, he was a former performer, former performer uh, at Circle Soleil or Cirque Delay or whatever, however you say Cirque it. Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, there you go. And then the black one is Universal Circuit. No, he was in the white one. Oh, he fancy. Yes. That's racist. <laughs> you better, Reggie. <laughs> Sonya Deville announces that Carmella and Zelina Vega will face Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair tonight in our main event. So it's time for the contract signing between Roman Reigns and Finn Balor for SummerSlam. Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce are here, with Adam Pearce saying he knows the fighting is coming. Balor and Reigns, along with Paul Heyman, come out, with Roman Reigns insisting on sitting at where? The head of the table. Adam <laughs> Pearce asks Roman Reigns to sign, but Roman gets cut off by John Cena chance. Roman says, we've already seen Mr. Missionary tonight. Roman <laughs> asks if Finn Balor heard Cena's opening promo, because Reigns thought it was Cena saying he was better than Finn Balor. Cena has to use old material while Balor is fresh and new. Rain signs, but promises to send Finn Balor back to NXT. Balor says he can't wait to go back to NXT as a universal champion again. Balor Mm -hmm. starts to sign the contract, but here comes Baron Corbin to jump him from behind. (laughs) So Baron Corbin beats Finn down, and Finn is left laying. Corbin grabs the contract. And he's about to sign it, but here is Cena to take Corbin out before he can sign. Cena grabs the contract with a big old blue Sharpie, and he signs the contract. And Cole and McAfee question the legality of the signing of a contract like that. As because Roman it's not legal. Is seething in the ring. What I appreciate is, as irritated as he was, he never did get up. He didn't actually try to stop John. He just looked real annoyed about it. Man, they did Finn so dirty. Here's the thing. They did it because it's not legal. <laughs> but, you know, it'll be as legal as it needs to be for, for storyline purposes. But that's not how contracts work. I can't have a contract with Don and then Jay sign her name and then suddenly it's her damn contract. That's not how that goes. Like, whoever signs it went, like, no. Because <laughs> it had Finn Balor's name printed in it, too. Right. Like, it's it's all in reference to Finn, not John Cena of the big-ass jorts. No. <laughs> so, po- post-break, Paul Heyman, you know, his people, they know all about contracts. He asked what Adam <laughs> Pierce and Simon DeVille are going to do about SummerSlam because that contract situation does not work. Now, look at the contract. <laughs> Which says SummerSlam and has Reigns and Cena's signatures, and that's good enough for them, so the match is on. 
scams. <laughs> <laughs> um, so shout out to Miss Ashley, who was like the one person who was like, Finn doesn't need to go anywhere near the main roster. He needs to stay on NXT, take a break, recharge, come back to NXT, re you know, make his way back up into the main roster because she was not a fan of what might happen to him on the main roster. I mean, yes, but not like this. Why like this? And you saw what happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's not wrong, but why did it have to go like this? Just tossed Finn over the barricade like an <laughs> afterthought. Mm-mm-mm. Big E. King Nakamura and Cesaro are teaming up to go against Apollo Crews, Dolph Ziggler, and Bobby Roode. Everything breaks down and we hit the parade of big finishers. Aziz tries to interfere, but Rick Boots distracts him with the guitar. Hey! I haven't had a distraction finish shot in weeks. Months? Months. The distraction is enough for Nakamura to hit Apollo Crews with the Kinsasha and get the win. Hey, my fave out here winning. Love that for me. <laughs> Big E acting a plain fool to Nakamura's theme music when he was in waiting for him to come down to the ring. <laughs> him and Cesaro. Like, I love that everybody acknowledges that it is indeed the bop of the century. <laughs> Pat McAfee dancing on, on the <laughs> table. <laughs> So we look at Edge brawling with Seth Rollins from last week. So how do you feel about um, your crush coming back after Roman, you know, beat him at WrestleMania? Got another title shot. Roman beat him again, this time on a one-on-one match. So what do you think about Mm. Edgington these days? I, my love for him has been hampered. By a woman. We won't speak her name. Um, So it's hard for me to be, you know, it's just hard for me, right? So, but I still want him to flourish in what he wants to do. So him losing doesn't do it for me, but maybe, maybe just not in the title pitch. Maybe. Gotcha. Yeah. Maybe like that. Edge comes out for a promo. And we see the big entrance, and the crowd gets a big pop. So we go to commercial. But when we come back, Seth Rollins in the, is in the ring. So they showed the video of Seth Rollins attacking Edge during the break, including a camera shot to the face. Rollins rants about how he had to do that and throws us to a video on his history with Edge. He says that he should be the universal champion, and if he can't be, neither can Edge. Some real fatal attraction type stuff here. <laughs> Uh, did you happen to see this suit that Seth Rollins had on? No, honestly, I was exaggerating about my TV being broken, but it did break in the middle of SmackDown. <laughs> um, so there was a lot I, I didn't see. It, I think it, I saw up to like Reginald, and then I didn't see anything else. It's a. Uh, it looked like your grandmama's couch from back in the day. Like he that had the plastic. But in a good it. way or a bad way? It was. It was actually pretty good. It okay. Good. It looked good. It looked good. Okay. Um, he, he is just maniacal and dressing like a super <laughs> villain at all costs. 
So Seth Rollins is doing amazing things right now. So that leads us to Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair versus Carmella and Zelina Vega in the main event. Selena Vega's Black Widow is broken up, and the hot tat brings in Sasha Banks. She cleans house, including does the three amigos suplexes to Selena Vega. The frog splash gets a two count with Carmella making the save. Carmella's X Factor is countered into the bank statement, and of course, Carmella taps out. So Belair and Banks, they celebrate after the match. They're dancing to Sasha's music, then Sasha's music stops, and Binky's music starts, and they're dancing to Binky's music. <laughs> and then Sasha Banks grabs Bianca Belair, hits her with the backstabber, beats her down, puts her into the bank statement. Binky is tapping out. Sasha picks up the title. She poses with it and then puts the bank statement back on Bianca again as we end the show. She's trash talking her, talking about, oh, you thought I forgot? I'm the only reason you're here. I made you. So... Yes, the, the, the Sasha Banks we know and love is back. Oh, everybody was like, I mean, yeah, yeah, that that should be obvious, but she could have given it a few weeks. That's what everybody was like. Oh man, they've been the, the slow heel turn, the slow burn heel turn. And I guess this, and I guess that she's like, like, no, we're not going slow. We're going. We, you get two hours, right? <laughs> You get two hours of us being friends. That's why uh, Binky was so skeptical. She had a reason to be. And and that I appreciate. Because what I don't like is when people all of a sudden forget history. Right? Like, mm-hmm. we weren't friends to begin with. We're still not friends. We just had a really great moment where I beat you. <laughs> you know? But you're here to save my life. That's great. But we're still not friends. Like, I appreciate the healthy skepticism. Really, it's always needed when Sasha's around. Yes, always. It. She's kind of like Kevin Owens in that regard. You just yeah, you got to keep your yeah. eye. You got to keep your eye peeled. You know, mm-hmm. got to keep that third eye open. Just mm-hmm. yeah, because you because you never know when they're gonna um you know decide that today is the day. Exactly. Great episode of SmackDown. Sasha Banks coming back getting in the mix again so Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair rematch SummerSlam definitely gonna be um that match is definitely gonna rock we're gonna have Roman versus John Cena hopefully John Cena gets beat buried pinned stacked and he has to acknowledge (laughs) Roman afterwards um we're gonna get Baron Corbin and Finn on Friday coming up on Smackdown so um, yeah, Baron Corbin, he gonna have a he gonna be down even worse after Finn gets his hands on him. Seth Rollins and Edge shaping up to be pretty good, pretty good. And uh, the tag team division with the Usos and Rey Mysterio, they and the Mysterios, so they've got some pretty good stuff going there. So SmackDown, pretty good, pretty pretty good. I mean, it's kind of a thing of art. It's what we do. Yeah, it is. Um, we were talking about how every time the draft gets ready to come back around, how it's mm-hmm. always SmackDown that's like running on all cylinders, and then they have to bring the people from SmackDown over to help Raw. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be no different. So they, when the when the uh, draft comes, I think it's coming in October. 
or September, they're going to have to take a lot of people off of SmackDown that are doing real good and put them on Raw to try to make Raw better. And SmackDown will go down for a little bit just because they got to figure out who they got. And then guess what happens, like always? SmackDown rises back up to the top. It's why I want my money on the first. It's so I can invest properly. <laughs> right? Those five days make a difference. Um, have you been keeping up with the AEW crowd? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you see Chris Jericho bleed and bleed a lot? Yeah. I saw him <laughs> when he dug that spike into his head. Oh, the, yeah, the like, shard of the broken light tube. The shard of glass. Yes. Quote unquote. Allegedly. Yeah. Did you see the pizza slicer to the forehead? I saw the pizza slicer. I laughed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I saw the, was it a this... sunset flip? You know, I don't know the names of things. Was it a sunset flip into the glass? Yeah, it was a hurricane rana into the glass. A hurricane rana to the glass. hurricane rana, yes. Yeah, that was amazing. That uh, indeed was amazing. The timing. Everything that happened with the glass after that. Mm. The timing of the pizza slicer, though, they uh, he breaks it out. He he starts the match with it. He slices Jericho across the arm. So Jericho bleeds before the bell even really rings. So then he breaks <laughs> the pizza slicer out again, and they go to pizza and pe- uh, picture and pe- picture and picture. And guess what they show? A mm. Domino's commercial. <laughs> Oh, that's that's timely. You can't beat that. <laughs> While he's grinding this pizza cutter across Chris Jericho's forehead, uh, yeah. So that. that was uh, America's uh, main, mainstream wrestling fans' introduction to Nick Gage. Those of y'all who didn't see Dark Side of the Ring, where they chronicled his amazing career, um, man was in a death match, cut his jugular, and was dead for like eight minutes, and they brought him back. Ooh. Oh, my God. Yeah. He gets down on his luck, robbed a bank, got caught, went to jail. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, Nick Gage is, is, a, is, a, is a piece of work. Uh, so, Jericho was <laughs> successful in his second labor, and now his third labor, and he's going to have to face a legend of the cruiserweight <laughs> division, Hubitu Guerrero, Hubi Juice, the juice is back. Uh, it's not the next one. It's not the great one. It's the juiciest one. <laughs> Are you familiar with Juventud Guerrero from? I WCW? am familiar with Juventud Guerrero. Yes. 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 Oh, Guerrero. Yes, 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 I am. This should be a lot of fun <laughs> to see the juice back. No, he's going to get a huge ovation uh, when that occurs. Um, what else? Oh man, they did Hangman Adam Page and the Dark Order Dirty, the Elite, and their weak. Um, Space Jam outfits beat Hangman Page in a Dark Order in a 10-man elimination match. <laughs> uh, we had Cass Wheeler, Cash Wheeler of FTR uh, split his arm open on the turnbuckle, so that match had to be cut short right when they were starting to get yeah into it. Uh, so, like, he was going up for a top rope move, and Santana came and pushed him off the rope, where when he fell off the turnbuckle his arm got caught on a piece oh. of metal yeah gashed him and Ooh. yeah so they had to uh abort and get out of the match real soon so that took away from that match that's the match i was looking forward to the most the of the whole night actually even more than jericho 
Mm-hmm. Getting all bloodied up. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, basically, uh, <laughs> our man uh, Andrade uh, is trying to get his boys away from Pac. So this is interesting. Um, Ricky Starks, he had a good celebration as the FGR champion. Then Brian Cage came out there and tried to interrupt. And Tanahashi says he wants to be the IWGP United States champion, so he's going to wrestle Lance Archer for the belt. Cody Rhodes got knocked out by Aleister Black or Malachi Black. Nice roundhouse. How you feel about Cody Rhodes and 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 Brandy now that they're parents to to this wonderful baby who who just doesn't ask for all these problems his parents have been parents have been giving her in her little short life. I mean, it's not her fault. I know, Brandy. right? Brandy just can't it's help herself, fault. can she? Yeah, it's, it's always you know. Well, let me stop. Yeah, it's not the baby's fault. It's not the baby's fault. Uh, over on NXT, Samoa Joe, he's back on the main I roster. Heard, and I'm happy. Yeah, he uh, resigned. Uh, he resigned from the management position. Uh, Re- William Regal uh, reinstated him onto the active roster, and he's going to face Karrion Cross at TakeOver 36 for the NXT title. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Hit Row, Swerve, and uh, his crew? That's the girl with the blonde braids, right? Uh-huh. Yep, Brianna Brady. Yeah, I've seen them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. they uh, they took an L to Imperium, but um, Legado del Fantasma had some shenanigans in there involved too. So setting up the big six man tag uh, between Hit Row and Legado del Fantasma, and also the cruiserweight championship match between Swerve and Santos Escobar. So that should be pretty good. Uh, Bronson Reed. Might have wrestled his last match at NXT. So he got beat by Adam Cole, Bebe in the main event. Because they've been looking at Bronson Reed and Karrion Cross to bring up to the main roster. And Karrion Cross has already gone up a couple of times to Raw, so we'll see. Um, have you been watching uh, Cameron Grimes as the butler? I told you months ago. I don't know if you remember. Something about him disturbs my spirit. Okay. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with him. Like, I don't care. You can put Ted DiBiase with him as much as you want to. It's not going to make it okay for me. <laughs> it, it, just, it don't feel right. Dakota Kai turned on Raquel Gonzalez. <laughs> Love that for her. <laughs> I love mess. You know that. <laughs> yes, everybody seems to love that for her. Um, there was a big cheer for Raquel Gonzalez catching that big boot to the face. And uh, <laughs> next week, we're going to have a love her or leave her match as Johnny Gargano is going to face Dexter Loomis for the right to date Indy Hartwell. Listen, Dexter better win. <laughs> and decisively I need them together they are goals they uh, uh, Indy got a gift and it was The Way has a new shirt which is like all of them like a family portrait mm-hmm. and um, Dexter uh, painted himself as a member of the family 
and gave it to Andy, and she was like, look, it, he fits right in. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they're going to have a match to for her honor. And little Casey Cantonzaro and Caden Carter, little Team Sunshine, they got to win over Jessica Maya and Frankie Monet because um, Robert Stone had a distraction, and it, <laughs> and it allowed little Team Sunshine to get the win. I thought Caden Carter looked really good, so I want to see Caden Carter do some singles matches. That'd be nice. You know how I feel about Casey so and so. So I am for any success that goes their way. Um, Zoe Stark is trying to become a team, you know, build some team chemistry with EO Shirai, but EO Shirai, like, Mm-mm. we just work friends. We not like outside work friends. <laughs> she's like I don't like you like that sorry (laughs) yeah basically she's like remember I respect you but I don't like you (laughs) (laughs) so Zoe Stark's trying to trying her best to um, get Io Shirai to you know warm up to her because they're they're tag team champions so they need some type of chemistry with each other but Io Shirai's like nah I'm good Anything else in wrestling that you've seen that you'd like to talk about while I have you here? What have I seen? I saw... I'm going to be honest. I didn't see shit because my TV went black. Yeah, John Cena. It was very disappointing to you, girl. Yeah. Here's what happened. At the last pay-per-view, my peacock stopped working. Everybody's peacock stopped working for a second, so don't don't feel bad. Okay. No, mine stopped working for like the rest of the show. Oh, word. So I didn't find out John Cena came back till the next Monday. <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like, well, I'm not mad about it, that one. I was like, okay. That's strange. Like, I missed it all. And so then, like I said, the very next day, my TV just went black in the middle of, I don't know, maybe my timeline is wrong. But I couldn't go back and watch how I would normally watch because, you know, I don't watch anything live. So I couldn't really get a feel for anything. I saw... I saw AEW, but I gotta watch AEW like two, three times to really watch it. Right. Because um, I get distracted. We're gonna so add no. one member of the Dark Order to the Shotzi Blackheart, Sasha Banks, Hold Your Breath list, Stu Grayson. What's uh, Stu be doing? Stu, he don't love himself? No, he doesn't. He did this triple tornillo corkscrew dive over the top, and there is a whole mm. bunch of people out there, and he landed right in the middle of nobody. And hit his head on the floor. <laughs> mm, yeah. That's not safe. Wasn't safe at all. And that's why we have to put him on the Shotzi Blackheart Sasha Banks prayer list. They just need to, you know how like have you ever seen them little kids walk around with helmets and they like they don't be on a bicycle. They just need, you know, yeah. extra pack. Yes. Yeah, maybe we need to do that for them. <laughs> We could do that. They make them streamline now. It don't got to be all bulky anymore. Like, just, you know, the head. Maybe get, like, a little neck brace kind of zhuzh. What else matters? Knees matter. Yeah. Yeah, your heart could be broken. You'd be fine. Yeah, like, knees and neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we should invest. <laughs> so, we've come to the end of the program Miss Didi Jornet, I'm going to turn it over to you for your shout outs and thank yous. Shout out to me because I am the best landlord you people could ever hope for. 
Shout out to you for being the best, um, what do I want to call you, property manager (laughs) slash producer in these streets. Shout out to Jay for covering the rent on time, sometimes even a couple months in advance. Love that for her. Shout out to who? everybody, really. Anybody who's on the podcast. Mo, because Mo needs attention. Um, who else? Literally everybody else. Oh, uh, Scott Hawson that I saw last week. <laughs> and all the, all the wrestlers at, was it C3W Wrestling? I was lucky enough to see them at an event. And they were very, very entertaining. Yeah. So. Yeah, shout out to all of them. Well, shout out. Oh, also uh, on Baywatch, Scott Hall's son is fine as hell. Just, just FYI. Okay, okay. For those who don't know and would like to, yes, the jeans <laughs> did him quite nicely. <laughs> you know, sometimes genetics be playing big games with people. It didn't happen with him. He, he's great. Mm-hmm. Well, shout out to Miss Didi Jonet. Because we have recently celebrated 300 episodes on the WrestleCast. And there is no way in the world we could have ever gotten that far without her being a part of this program and this network. So I just want to tell you thank you, thank you, thank you for all of those episodes that we recorded before the pandemic. When it was just me and you doing all three brands week in and week out. And one long show, and then I decided to <laughs> break it up and give you your own show where you could flourish and talk about only the things that really, really interested you. So I just thank Blue Brand Baby. <laughs> so I just thank you so much for all the time that you have spent talking with me on this network and to make the 300 episodes of the WrestleCast a possibility and a reality. Oh. Welcome, friend. Give a big shout out to Miss Jade to Max. Glad that she is feeling better out in the world. Uh, Saw her little homage to the Undertaker in her hair. I see you. Um, Shout out to Miss V, like I said, who was at SmackDown this past week. A part of that amazing crowd. They were awesome. Shout out to Shallon Shogun, MA, Charlotte Flair's biggest stand, who was at the AEW show in Charlotte. Give a big shout out to him. Give a big shout out to Mo to the underscore Reese and Miss Simi for helping me record the Raw cast and the NXT cast. Also, check out me and Miss Simi on the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media, where we talk about AEW Dynamite and a whole bunch of other things as well. Uh, just go over to CSPN.us, click on the tab that says Keep Our Podcast Free to keep the podcast free each and every week so we can continue to put the rent in the inbox of Miss Didi Jonet on time so we don't get evicted. Damn right. (laughs) (laughs) And shout out to everybody who's been joining us in the Twitter spaces. Uh, We definitely appreciate hearing everybody's commentary with color and also people who use the hashtags where we read your tweets and you guys share all your gifts and everything like that. Smackdown Matters each and every Friday is the hashtag to share your commentary with color during our live tweets. So for the landlord, Miss Didi Jonet, I'm just the tenant, Don DeLorente, <laughs> and this has been Smackdown Matters. Please stay tuned for the parting promo.
You see, Roman Reigns expected me to change because that's what Roman Reigns has to do. Oh, you're gonna like this one. There's a lot of what's. Roman Reigns has to change every two years because you people stop caring about him. You people stop caring about him because you don't believe in him. And you don't believe in him because Roman Reigns doesn't believe in himself. Believe that. Roman Reigns is nothing more than a lazy stooge named Joe who coasts by on every gimmick in the system and is nothing more than a blood-sucking product of this machine who is so, so afraid to fail. Roman, I would have embarrassed your ass at SummerSlam and you know it. You didn't reject me because of how I look. You're afraid to fight me because of how I make you look. John, John, John. <laughs> Look, can, can we hold on just a minute? We gotta talk, man. Look, John, I, I'm perfect for this though. Like, look, a guy down and out on his luck with nothing to live. I mean, there's gotta be a sequel. John, matter of fact, I'll be your stunt double. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bit of a reach. <laughs> Seriously? You're not gonna help me? You're gonna kick a poor man while he's down? John, you really are a selfish, self-absorbed tightwad. With an ego the size of the state of California. You Hollywood sellout. It's okay. It's okay. This is what I like to call a teachable moment. I say we help this man. Yes. I will give you something, something you very desperately need. An attitude adjustment. Oh, Cena 